Oh, hey, another another shout out to uh to Sweet Drinks. Um, I got invited out for our sweet listener Hazel. It's their birthday tonight, and I was like, "Sorry, I'm recording your favorite podcast." So, happy birthday, Hazel! We love you. Oh my you. god! Well, if we finish early, ha ha ha! We should. We you should still go. We won't. I know. We are. It is already eight twelve, and we are. We are pre-lockdown. <laughs> Bitch, we are barely into the fucking the discussion. Exactly. Oh my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Try it, man. Do not Try say it. you're starting to shake. Okay. I am. Don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here. Do it. Stop running. Go back in. Do not run. Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark. <laughs> The only podcast with the constitution to take shots, shots, shots <laughs> at Zach and the Gak. I'm Joel Kleinberger. And I'm <laughs> Eric Hoofnagel. Ariba, Ariba, Ariba. <laughs> I, I, I. You know I can't roll my tongue, you asshole. I can't join in in this. I'm deformed. Oh my God. Let's just fucking go. No preamble. It's Ghost Adventures Season 6, Episode 3. It's two locations, double lockdown. Old San Diego at the Cosmopolitan Hotel and the Casa de Estudio. We're in Old Town, San Diego. Just a few miles from the Mexican border. So grab your sombreros, muchachos, because Ghost Aventuras is locking down in Old Town, San Diego. So this was the Casa de Bandini. Yes. What that last name? Bandini. Zach Bandini. Yes, that was Party Central back in 1829. So they were all proper parties, they weren't like, you know, uh, no, not like, like dirty like parties. Vegas. Yeah, or like Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta, you gotta ask. Because, because, because. Not like Zach's parties. <laughs> Immediately upon starting this episode in the cold open and seeing Zach running at the, co- the camera in a sombrero. <laughs> sombrero i turned off the episode eric i turned it right the fuck <laughs> off <laughs> no vetoes baby oh my god i saw zach in that sombrero and i was like i know this show pretty well so i made a list of predictions oh and for every prediction i challenged myself for to that i got right every prediction i got right uh i would have to take a drink okay joel were you alone in the room yes <laughs> this is called having an alcohol problem no 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 i haven't taken the drinks it's yet it's not a game it's not a oh okay no no okay. the drinks the drinks are happening now oh for every every correct prediction that i made i have to take a drink during this podcast oh no let's hear your predictions for this episode because we're gonna hear about which ones actually happen 
These were my predictions. I turned off the episode. <laughs> you s- slammed your laptop shut and you said, ooh, I'm going to need to drink for this. I'm, I'm going to need to gamify <laughs> this shit with alcohol. <laughs> so these were my predictions just based off of the first 20 seconds before the credits. Uh-huh. Uh, number one, Zach will insist on wearing a serape or sombrero during the lockdown. Number two, Zach will insist or be forced to have a bad mustache. Zach will refer to the GAC as hombres or muchachos. <laughs> Three caballeros. <laughs> Nick will mispronounce something in Spanish. There will be a gun or poker related skit. One of the boys will dance. Aaron will make a joke about drinking tequila and or drinking the worm. Uh, one of the boys will refer to a woman as senorita. Mm. I got five out of eight of those predictions right. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, come with us, witches and warlocks, as uh, Joel gets drunker uh, on his own fucking predictions of this deeply <laughs> predictable episode of Ghost Adventures. And, you know, right away, I got to take my first drink of tequila because as the episode opens up, Zach does insist on saying muchachos, so here oh, is my no. first drink of the night. <laughs> Hey, I'll take I'll take a sip I'll take a sip of, of beer. All right, I'm not I'm not going crazy. Oh fuck! Oh, and you know what? Before we go any further, mm-hmm. it's time for a fashion report. Damn right it is. <laughs> Give me the thermometer, real quick. Dude. Look at me, dude. Wow. Wow. Look at my body. Whoa! Check this out, man. Dude. You look weird, bro. We have another Rebel Spirit shirt. This one is the Rebel Spirit Brigade. Oh. And it's made to look like it has military stripes on the side. Yeah. Um, It is really painful. The back has some, like jumbling of crosses and and crowns and shit but also some like stuff that kind of looks native american i don't know what's going on it is rough it's a really rough shirt but because he was wearing it i yet again tried to find this shirt on the internet and i did find it it's no longer available Oh, no. But it was available at Walmart for $84. My God. $84. That's like the most expensive piece of clothing that Walmart's ever had. But also, uh, I went down to the description yes. <laughs> of, of, the, of the Rebel Spirit brand. Uh-huh. And I'm going to have to read this to you verbatim. Please do. <laughs> Wait, I got to see if I can put on a voice for this. Do it. Do it. Hey, if you're looking for style that is pure rock and roll, then check out Rebel Spirit's <laughs> collection of men's apparel. Their jackets, wovens, and thermals are stylish and edgy with pure attitude. Rock it with Rebel Spirit. Oh, no. <laughs> Here we come, radio. You know, I'm looking at the continued Walmart page for Rebel Spirit clothing, and it looks like this is just where Zach gets his clothes. He's a Walmart boy. 
but like expensive Walmart. Bespoke Walmart. Mm -hmm. Walmart reserve, if you will. Walmart royalty. Yeah. Yeah, we got all of this at Walmart. The decorations, the tablecloths, all of the food. And we even saved enough money for the... the, um, Look at my my body. Look at... Clown outfit. And do you know what is really the best and juiciest part of Zach running at the camera saying, I, 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 with a sombrero on. What? What is the juiciest part? Because I felt like the whole thing was juicy in a bad way. Oh, it gets way worse. Oh, no. What you don't see because the cameras are uh, pointed at Zach and the mariachi band is that he is doing this in front of a large audience. Oh, no. There is a bunch of people gathered, I think, to watch the band and maybe see a filming of Ghost Adventures. And No, Joel, throughout this episode, I actually have it in my notes. This is, this is a rough episode because it is multiple times revealed how much of a fucking crowd these guys pull. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the moments that you and I think are just so cringy and so painful, so many of them just like this episode, may have been done with a gawking crowd. Yes, this, this, the, probably the worst. Like, he's doing the, the ghost adventures, blah, blah, blah. Like, he, I think he expected people to cheer, but he didn't tell them to cheer. And no one did cheer. So then he starts, like, doing his, like, arms at his side and going, like, up and down, up and down. And then he gives up. Then he runs at the camera saying, ay, 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 ay. And then Aaron's like, you should do that one more time. And he's like, no, no. (laughs) Oh, Christ. They start at the Cosmopolitan Hotel with their first tour guide, Miguel Pulido, the quote unquote innkeeper. And man, is he styled the fuck up? Oh, yeah. I wish I could dress like that. If you wish you had that much riz to rock that drip, bet. How do you do, fellow kids? What? I wish I didn't have enough gut that wearing a vest would <laughs> would be pointless. You, you and I both wish that we could pull off Miguel's style, but we know that at best we could do the Joseph Meluso, the owner style. A big button down and some khaki shorts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pfft. rich old bald dude who doesn't really give a fuck. Oh, yeah. That's an easy look. I got one gold watch. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> oh, I got the not giving a fuck part. Yeah. So. And we both have plenty of button down shirts for our fat bellies. Oh, God. <laughs> Miguel's dressed to the nines. And he is introducing what can only be described as the least interesting place for a haunting ever. Am I wrong? They don't have any reasons why this place would be haunted presented. No, this is not a good uh, recipe for hauntings. This was originally the Casa de Bandini. It was party central three day weekend parties every week people going crazy there and right in the middle of this i must drop in that i have to thank billy (laughs) for the photoshop of zach as a bandit yep (laughs) 
Oh, and this is where where another prediction comes in. Yes, uh, this is not exactly the form I thought it would take, but uh, Billy does insist on drawing a big fake mustache on Zach. So, drink number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shut, shut, shut. Everybody! Yeah, Billy created uh, a perfect Photoshop rendition of the easiest kill from Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> Zachary Bandini. (laughs) Yeah, in any spaghetti western, he would be credited as Bandit Number Four. (laughs) He'd be the one that gets to do the uh, the Wilhelm scream. He would be coming over (laughs) the top of like the the roof, and he would get shot. He would do a full spin and fall backwards. (laughs) To do the Zerg out the window, he gets exploded out the window. Uh, Miguel starts these boys on a party circuit by just getting them drunk. And Billy behind the editing suite, I think, is just trying to match them drink for drink based off of how insane what is happening on the screen is. Because oh yeah, we immediately get into fucking shots, shots. <laughs> well, so first, Zach... The way Zach says Bandini, Mm -hmm. it's like a scene out of The Three Amigos. (laughs) He's so excited about Bandini, and he's like, oh, he must have been such a bad, cool guy. And then they cut to an image of Bandini, and he looks like Abe Lincoln without the beard. Zach actually gives us a, a, a finale to his full desired name. We know his preferred name if he was to choose it. It would be the Zach, in quotes, the boy in black, Bandini. <laughs> With a mustache. Wow, man, this is it. Just years later, Zach would talk about how he's essentially straight edge. Like, he doesn't like to put that shit in his body. Was it because of this episode? You know, this could have been a catalyst for him. This could have been a wake-up call. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> so so the boys get all amped because uh, Miguel starts talking about the Fandangos. Oh, yeah. The three-day-long Fandangos. And, and at first I started thinking, like, that doesn't sound reasonable. You can't just drink tequila for three whole days. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, it was the 1800s 1820s but they definitely still had coke yes and i think a cocaine bender sounds more like a three-day party than tequila well i mean it could have been a little bit of both and don't don't forget clean water is actually hard to come by (laughs) for a long time people just were drunk Because Mm, mm -hmm. you had to put a little bit of alcohol in your liquids to sterilize it. I think just humans were just sloshed for a long time. Or they just got used to it. Yeah, they're either sloshed or they're shitting themselves. (laughs) Which, boy, at a three-day party. God damn, fuck. Fuck living in the 1800s. Don't travel back to the 1800s. Don't go back in time. Oh, no, thank you. I don't drink. This the whole like party sequence that they do to show how people were cutting loose. There is one extra. There's a lady extra. Oh yeah, she is letting it out. She's going. She is flopping her tongue all around. She is throwing <laughs> shots from a distance into her mouth so that it sprays all over her, her herself and just coming out the sides oh, yeah. of her mouth. Yeah, talk about a fucking extra who needed to get paid extra. Oh, good one. <laughs> Just as these boys start taking their first shots, 
Do you notice there was a little bit of a wink? A little, little inside joke of the paranormal. Oh, I did. Yes! Because <laughs> Zach is obviously drinking brown liquid. Some kind of brown liquid. Be it tequila or whiskey. Or root beer. <laughs> or root beer. We'll get into that. But Miguel has his hands on a bottle of Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Skull Vodka. Fuck, man. That, that threw me for such a loop it's funny to see the crystal skull vodka at a time where it's like you know what dan maybe you were right <laughs> maybe he wasn't just talking insane shit all this time maybe just maybe dan Aykroyd was in on some shit that we all needed to know about <laughs> maybe they only land in isolated places. They have taken people, I believe. They do have technology. Lord Hill Norton of the uh, British Defense Staff said uh, that he believed tw 23 people, 23 different species are coming because they don't want anything to do with us. I don't think we will ever have a formal relationship, a formal contact with any alien species out there, especially after 9-11, when we broke our toys in the sandbox. If they were observing that, goodbye human race. Zach takes one drink for the camera just to be muscly. And Nick, oh, he takes umbrage with this. He's oh, like, yeah. why don't we start a drinking game, my compadre? And I mean, to be fair, at, at, after Zach took this shot, I was like, Let, yet again, here we go. If it, were, if it was genuine, yeah, he took that shot well. Yeah. I was impressed. Me and him, we have, we have good drinking faces. Oh man, I sure don't. I know you don't. You make you make whiskey <laughs> face real bad. I mean, when you visited and you got me that tequila shot, that was the beginning of the end. <laughs> that ruined me. That absolutely ruined me. Meanwhile, I just sipped it down. It wasn't even the fact. It just got even more sweaty. But <laughs> Miguel does reveal during this shots battle, uh, after Billy Tolley puts up a Zach versus Nick head-to-head -head shots battle title card, which no one is established as a winner except for Aaron, who just refuses to drink. Yeah, we find out he won't drink. Yeah. And if if it were root beer, he would have drank it. He is the natural fool of this show. So he is one to be easily bamboozled by a, a slight deception <laughs> of the old root beer for whiskey switcherooney. Miguel just... Pours Zach a shot for the cameras. It's a fun thing. And then as they're leaving the room, the boys, the other boys are like, wait, what the fuck? We want free stuff. <laughs> fucking let's do a, let's do a battle. We're going to do a fucking shots battle. We're going to get wasted. Nick, uh, as the family man, as the only father in the group is no stranger to the need to drink, to be able to deal with his reality. <laughs> but like during this whole sequence, if this is, if these are real shots, Zach alone takes like six shots. I have to believe that part of it's real because of how the rest of this goes down. As the next few hours progress, you watch what looks like Zach get drunker and then start to get fucking hungover. I mean, there is the part where Nick grabs one of his shots and sniffs it and he goes hmm this sure smells like root beer and the lamentations from goodwin can be heard no, uh, no, way, no, no. and i can't tell if it's just a dumb nick joke 
or if he's doing a meta joke about how it actually they actually are just drinking root beer. That's the the question is is Nick smart enough for meta commentary? I don't believe so. No. I think it might just be root beer. Rule number three, why have the other rule one and two? Did you used to drink root beer? Did you used to drink root beer down here? Hey, you know me. I've liked to drink root beer since a child. (laughs) But listen, maybe that's what's happening. Zach is not getting drunk. He's getting sugar high, which we know is equally as dangerous. I'm on a sugar high. (laughs) This is where I have to take my third drink of the night. Oh, no. Because Miguel says that Bandini was such a partier that he insisted that he be the first person to dance. And at the word dance, slithering out of Miguel's perfectly quaffed mouth, <laughs> Zach begins to gyrate dance. and dance. <laughs> yeah, and, and thrust. And so I have to drink. Yes, I thrust. Whoa, this episode is going to go real rough. And it's all your fault. I know. I did this to us. (laughs) Oh, and I'm sorry. Aaron was the one that insisted on the drinking contest. So that's my fourth drink. Aaron made a joke about drinking tequila. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, that's. All right. Okay. Four shots at the beginning of this episode. Okay. Jesus Christ. Here we go. Here we go. You know, again, this haunting is so fucking boring. Like, they're in the game room, and Miguel's like, you know, sometimes that chessboard, when people come back in, it looks like people have been playing it. Yeah, and sometimes the chairs have moved. This is a very popular tourist destination. (laughs) Like, people are in and out. So they, they do the game room, right? And then the next one's like another little bar kind of area. And they're talking about how they saw a... Full body apparition, stand up from a, a couch and walk through the wall. Uh-huh. Like the ideal way to leave a party. Yeah. I have wanted to do that a million times in so many social situations. Just materialize, just warp <laughs> just, through the wall. Just stand up and walk into the wall and just be gone. Oh. Yeah, if you could just be at the couch in between people talking about Bitcoin and you just like slowly phase out of existence. <laughs> Yeah, 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 peace out, <laughs> disappear. Oh, man. <laughs> I, 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 I'm out. <laughs> that would be one of the best superpowers if somebody's just locking you down in conversation, like some dude is just like, yeah, you know, like I've been really listening to this podcast. You know, you've heard Joe Rogan. Obviously, everybody loves Joe Rogan. He's got a lot of good <laughs> countercultural ideas. And you just like look at him and you just shake your head You're like, no, no. No, and you just pop, and you're just like suddenly gone. <laughs> you fold into like a, a ball of light and scream apart. They meet the owner, Joseph Meluso, who has this wild story of when he purchased it, he came to the location. And thanked the spirits for allowing him to do undisclosed project. Renovate it? They don't go into detail. This is the least information of any episode we've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. And apparently the the spirits, in response, turn the lights on and off on him. Very spooky. Like, bam. They go to this other room where Zach is like, 
oh, I'm being taken to a room that is officially tagged haunted. <laughs> yeah. And they go in there, and Zach is drunk and being an idiot, and we get Aaron doing an impression of Zach that is actually a solid burn and a good impression. Miguel, uh, where are they, buddy? <laughs> dude, I'm trying, dude. This, the story of this room is that the bed frame was carved by a grieving father, and in the bed frame, at the top of it, he carved a representation of his dead daughter. There also includes a nightstand with a mirror, and above the mirror is a representation of his wife. Who also died. Who also died. This is usually the time that Zach would like slowly stroke the bed like, so this is where <laughs> yeah. a little girl died. <laughs> this is her face. This is an exact copy of her face. Wow. Wow. It's such a shame to lose something so beautiful. <laughs> so innocent as a little girl. But instead, Zach oh. is bouncing around the fucking room. Aaron's making fun of him and they're playing fucking circus music underneath <laughs> this is the real audio from the show this 120 year old bed was constructed by a carpenter after his 12 year old daughter passed away he made the bed with the likeness of the little girl on the head so, and the people that this was bought from they said, didn't want it right they, said they were creeped out with it okay and they had experiences with they this had experiences with we it. do go to isadora's room and again it's like what's the haunting the the sometimes the blinds are drawn and sometimes the mirror well it's pointed in a different direction you know what's the really haunting part of it is they do show a picture of isadora bandini <laughs> and she looks like danny devito as the penguin yeah just rough <laughs> there, there, there may have uh, been a reason that Senor Bandini was throwing all those parties. I mean, B Bandini was no prize. <laughs> no. But neither was his horrendous wife. I bet you're going to probably break my camera because your face is probably too damn ugly. We're basically done with the Cosmopolitan. They take a little stroll first. <laughs> Zach does his semi-British accent here. The Zack, the fancy lad, the boy in black, Bandini Bagus. Wandering with his kept woman. His kept woman, Chanel Stevens, the cosmopolitan interpreter. A paid cosplayer. Her story, uh, she was looking for safety pins for one of her co-workers. And, and she found a bunch of them. Yeah, she left the room and there was no safety pins. And when she came back, there was a pile of safety pins. A pyramid. A whole pyramid. Uh-oh. That's aliens, not ghosts. <laughs> if it's pyramid shape, yeah, it's it aliens. Was, it, it was definitely ancient. Yeah. <laughs> An alien gray warped into existence like, yes. Just started stacking, started stacking pins. Oh, God, I hope she doesn't come back in. <laughs> wait. Oh, we just wait. Oh, my God. Greaselax, you must hurry. <laughs> the humans cannot see us. But I want to see the woman in period garb. It makes my vessel moist. <laughs> oh, man. You're, you're missing my favorite part of this whole interview. Oh. Mid-interview. She's in the middle of telling a story. Yeah. And Zach's like, shut up. Hold on. Hang on. Shut up. <laughs> Aaron pans over. Nick is getting attention from a woman. That's right. And Zach cannot handle it. Look at Nick. Always taking a moment. <laughs> Zach pushes everyone aside, throws Nick aside, and takes the picture with the girl. It's like we wrote this episode. I know. Because not only is it Nick with a woman, 
but it's Nick being surrounded by women of Zach's target demographic. <laughs> yeah, single moms and older women. Maybe he is trying to save Nick's life because like he could see the dust cloud in the distance being kicked up by Volvia's increased speed <laughs> rushing towards Fucking Nick. Naruto running. Yeah. <laughs> He heard the shing of many a shuriken flying at these at these bombs. I'm having a dark vision. Nick, you're in danger. Move! Move! Like it's a zoom in out of his eyes and just goes. <laughs> he he war he wargs out and sees sees horrible visions. You hear an eagle cry and he's like what is it, my friend? And his eyes roll back in his head and a, and a bird is flying, trying to keep Bird's pace with you. Volvia, <laughs> but she's too fast. <laughs> she's like, she's doing the Ang Lee Hulk run through the desert where she's like <laughs> hopping like a half a mile each time. Uh, no, I imagine her driving a fucking a hog, just driving a car just with big exhaust coming out and she's fucking Mad Max. Oh, what a lovely day! <laughs> all 40 of her children have uh, other cars. <laughs> They're all her blood banks. Yeah. <laughs> the quiver feeds me. Feed the quiver. I noticed a tendency for this program to get rather silly. Now, I do my best to keep things moving along, but I'm not having things getting silly. We get to Michael Brown of Old Town's Most Haunted Tours for no reason other than to just reiterate the fact that Bandini did like to party and to brag that he has gotten Bandini apparently on an EVP. Cool. Zach, in this conversation, this is a plot point that you and I would write. Yeah. Zach blames their drinking on the paranormal. Miguel just starts pouring us drinks like we weren't even asking for it. What if Bandini was trying to get us to party? it's he's fucking slurms mckenzie the party worm he just like he's partying in the next dimension man which listen i love the concept of good hauntings because the the general conceit of the paranormal of it all being scary seems dumb yeah what if that person doesn't want to leave the physical realm because they just had so much fucking fun they're having so much fucking fun no well like residual ghost style where it's like uh, intense emotions create residual hauntings. Yeah. So, yeah, fucking parties. I The most intense emotions I've had have been at parties. Yeah. That That's a good, that's a good way to know that you had a good party. Because <laughs> if it's, if that place is forever residually haunted after that, you had a fucking rager. I stand behind this theory that Zach is putting out to Michael Brown of old town's most haunted tours or otmht oh no oh no i've got a couple okay good uh i have uh open to milking hulky titties (laughs) (laughs) okay obscenely titillated men hunting taint oh my god This is so bad. Openly trans muscle hunks tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm buying tickets. (laughs) (laughs) And obsequiously truffle shuffing miniature horse trainers. Whoa. 
Whoa, you you just found my search history. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get to our our second location at Casa de Estudio. This fucking interview, man. We get introduced to Elena Orozoko, the ninth generation San Diegoan who I think should be the patron saint of this podcast. This sweet, patient woman. <laughs> but destruction reigns from her for Zach through this interview. Because Zach is trying his game of just professionally talking over people. Oh yeah, he is talking over her hard. He's not digging her energy or lack thereof. As he's talking, trying to direct the conversation, she just keeps going on with her spiel. She's just like, nope, I'm, I'm still talking, bitch. You can't, you can't fucking stop me. He's like, it's fucking boring, bitch. You're talking about monk ghosts? This shit is fucking boring. G- give me more. He's clearly like, he, you know that point where you've had uh, too much to drink and then you stop drinking? Yeah. You keep yeah. existing and not falling asleep. And you're that, that like transition of like hangover is coming on. I yeah. feel like that's what's happening here. And he is just jonesing for another drink. And instead, he's just dealing with this little old woman who is not giving it to him. And then Zach ups his game. Tired of this woman. Tired of the sweet old professional woman. He just goes full moron. When I mentioned about Jose Antonio, he was also a cattle baron. So he did trade. He was a... Cattle baron. Cattle baron. Cattle. 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 <laughs> Cattle. Cows. Yes, moon. I thought kettles. No. Kettles. Yeah. Cattles. Cattles. Met, met. Yeah. Cows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is his Manchurian candidate fucking <laughs> code word. The code, the code word to fucking turn him into an agent of chaos is Cattle Baron. Yeah. <laughs> Just Cattle Baron and boom activated listen listen doing the misheard (laughs) bit fine it's it's low it can be cute he does it for an excruciatingly long time and she's taking it seriously like she's like wait did i not say she's like feels fully gaslit no i i am completely on the other side of the coin to you baby boy i think that she (laughs) is playing this like she's just like Oh, you want to do this? Fine. We'll keep we'll keep playing this game and we'll see who fucking cracks first. Oh, okay. Yeah, cattle. No cattle. Yeah. No cattle. Yeah, no cattle, cattle baron. Yeah. No, you said kettle. He's not a kettle baron, he's a cattle baron. Like cows. Like moo. Like moo. Like moo. Yeah, like cows. Like how many times do I have to say moo to you, you fucking freak? This is the peak of like Zach showing how much he is someone that I don't want to drink with. <laughs> because after losing the second round against Elena, he calls the daughters of a studio gold diggers for marrying Americans. <sighs> and she goes into like, well, they were, they had to do what they were told. Cause that's what was happening at the time. Like, yeah. it's not like they chose their dad chose Ooh, like that control. Sounds cool. Yeah, but you know what? Nothing could control me. Like, I would never listen to my dad if I knew him. Um, Like, maybe I'll marry you, huh? So if my father told me to marry you, I'd have to? You have to, because I had money. 
We marry. <laughs> we marry. I don't know. My social security can afford us. <laughs> this is on camera, dude. That counts. Yeah. Also during the scene, yet again, there is a cut over to the crowd. Yeah. Who are crowding in the window to watch. It absolutely taints the way I feel about so many scenes that we have enjoyed from this show. Imagining yeah. that there is a crowd of silently excited women <laughs> all staring at Zach. Not only is his uh, offer to marry Elena rebuked, but uh, she uh, then zucchini cucks him. <laughs> Yeah. But here's a zucchini. Look at that sack. Look. It's a big zucchini. And it must be nice in a date, huh? I'll give you credit. It hurt, but I liked it. They're running out of content at this point. Yeah. Because there's not much to this haunting. So she's like, uh, do you want to see the vegetable garden? <laughs> and they're like, oh, uh, yeah. As long as I get to wear your hat. So so Zach puts on their her sun hat and they go out to the garden and he is clearly drunk and they they find a big zucchini. Yeah. Zach... No, she she knows where it is, so she's just like, hey, check yeah. this out. Check this out, little boy. <laughs> what do you think? Huh? Look at this real fucking big honker next to this little, this little nothing. Oh my god! And and you can tell either. Either he's bored or he is actually drunk hmm. because he can't even come up with a clever thing to say. <laughs> he, j he just goes, the plant has a penis. He's like a toddler. He, she's just like stroking this fat fucking zucchini. Just like, dude, her. did you hear what she says in response? Huh? It'd be fun on a date. Looking directly into Zach's soul as Zach is like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, pretty big. I mean, like normal. For, for like me, I'm used to seeing things that look exactly like that. Yeah, that's that's why they call me the Zach, the boy in black, the zucchini pants, bag, baggini. Zacchini. They call me the Zacchini. That's why I wear such baggy pants, because I got to have room. This, this plant right here has a penis, let me tell you. If I was a plant, if I was a plant, I'd have a penis. Listen, if I was a plant, I'd basically be a pumpkin It's so big, okay? You know? <laughs> I, I have never seen a man more emasculated by a zucchini, and that is why I think Elena needs to be the patron saint of this podcast. <laughs> Honestly, her her just dropping all of her, her whole tour guide decor drops, and she's like, yeah, I'd love to fuck that thing. Yeah, I know. That'd be fun on a, I'd be, I'd have fun on a date. With this here zucchini. From that date forward, every time that Zach is in the produce department at a grocery store trying to eat healthy, he looks at a zucchini and he looks down at his crotch and he feels shame. He just hears cattle. Cattle bearing. No, cattle. Cattle bearing. Cattle. Moo. 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 And that's, <laughs> that's when we get into the lockdown. <laughs> this is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. No! Oddly enough, this is actually the first point in the episode where they actually decide to drop any amount of history about why this place might be haunted. Because he's like, 
oh yeah hey uh this whole town got burned in a feud potentially a feud between bandini and some other property developers also here's a fucking head in a jar dude that was weird then it just cut it's like okay i'm glad we got to see you drink but i want to know about the head of the jar dude it's literally it it, it is haunted because people used to drink and dance there yeah (laughs) it's just so not haunted and also the weird thing is that like they just they totally brushed over the whole monk thing yeah and the monk thing ends up being basically the main premise of any form of haunting in this place yeah damn right because it's the only thing that makes sense it's all monks they're not partying <laughs> well the lockdown begins uh they start with this thermal uh, thermal sweep and we get to actually experience zach has improved his spanish by quite a bit it sounds a lot more natural than it did back at like castillo de san marcos uh-huh uh aaron has not no 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 no, no. Apologize. Sorry about that. I really apologize. They do make a very strange connection between this and Pico House, where they mention that Bandini and the owner of the Pico House were buddies. Yeah, like... That's it. Who fucking cares? <laughs> like Big, rich property developers who were alive at the same time in the same area knew each other? Shock. Shock and big, awe. Big shock, yeah. Oh yeah, real God. big shock. Yeah. I can't believe... Zach, uh, my asshole has been split open because I am shitting myself that hard, okay? I'm amazed that the 1% of the time knew each other. Oh, by the way, I was being sarcastic. Well, duh. Speaking of the 1% of this this show, Nick dropped some great Nick style here with, uh, uh are you eating dinner? <laughs> Are you eating oysters in here? <laughs> Do you think this is the 1800s? <laughs> God. It's so funny because Zach, Zach's attack is is an attack. He he attacks and provokes ghosts and Nick's is to just annoy the fuck out of them. Imagine Nick Groff on a first date. Like you've you've swiped right on Nick Groff on Bumble. Oh yeah. He yeah. you like yeah. the fact that he he looks like Charlie's dad from Always yeah, Sunny. Yeah, and you yeah, and you have to message him first cuz it's Bumble. So you're like, "Hey." And he's like, "Hey, would you like to go out for oysters?" And you like, "Yeah." And then you sit down at the table and he's like, "So, what day do you think it is?" <laughs> do you like food? Uh, do you still think it's the 2020s? <laughs> what 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 answer is a spirit what? supposed to give? <laughs> well, the, the the spirits give their answer to the boys cuz the the boys are all speaking bad Spanish. Yeah. And they pick up the sound of all the ghosts leaving. These footsteps are also being captured by Nick's digital recorder. Here's the enhanced audio. Is this your casa? That's it. Is this your casa? Yeah, I'm into like breathing. But listen, what? it's not good. <laughs> and neither. But listen, listen, hear me out. It sucks. It's not good. <laughs> 
Oh, something that Nick said sucked? Yeah. I'm, 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 okay, I'll hear you out. Aaron tries his hand at asking questions, asking if they are mad that Whitey is here. Are you upset that, that many different people have taken over this land? <laughs> and then, oh. Oh, poor boy. He loses so many points. This is the farthest fall. <laughs> oh, God, what a fucking simp. Are you upset that they, that pe- many different kinds of people have taken over this land? Is that good, Zach? Daddy, step on me. Aaron was filled with so much vim and vinegar making fun of Zach oh. on camera. And now he's just like, um, master, did I Dude, do, did something? I do okay? Something had to have happened. <laughs> I think Zach had a talk with him before the lockdown where he was like, right, uh, hey, Nick, I'm going to need a moment. Just me and Aaron. Uh, yeah, can you, like, take a five? All right, cool. All right, Aaron, uh, so what the fuck, bro? Oh, this is how you think I act? He, he puts his hand right on the back of his neck. All right, buddy, hey, <laughs> we're going to have a little chat, all right? <laughs> You have an establishing shot of the vegetable garden, and the the <laughs> large zucchini is gone. It's gone. <laughs> Zach is like drawing the curtains of his hotel room, and you see Aaron on the bed, like with grouper mouth. And then you just cut to a an overhead shot of the hotel, and you hear like, "Oh, dude!" <laughs> and it cuts to him taking big steps back to his room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, real wide steps. <laughs> Oh, fuck, man. Speaking of, the next thing that happens is Nick shits out another orb. They they do break to try and change up the game plan because they're getting nothing. So they're going to start splitting up. And then Nick is doing some <laughs> Instagram content. Fucking hashtag for the gram. And then, uh, then all we get is the story of how a door that was open around him while he was selfie camming himself shuts. But but the following sequence is so funny. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of door shutting. It's like, <laughs> so Zach's like, okay, Nick, you're going to go in this room and you're going to set up all this shit. All right, go. You're, you're alone now. And he like <laughs> shuts the door before Nick can set anything up with a flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> and Nick's like, yo, I got to set this shit up. And Zach's like, Zach just turns to Aaron. He's like, shh. Yes. It has to be this way. No, this is great. This this is the way. This is the best way. This is is how you get the good stuff. And it's like, and Nick is just meanwhile in the dark, like, I haven't, I haven't started. I Great. I got to do this in the fucking dark and not pick up anything until I can get it set up. Really solid. Really solid, Zach. And then from the darkness, he feels a stroking on his neck (laughs) and a whisper in his ear. And Volvia is just like... Did you enjoy your time with your female fans, Nicholas? <laughs> I thought you were trying to make content. <laughs> the door starts <laughs> like shaking and Nick's like, please, Zach, Zach, Zach. <laughs> this scene made me realize that Zach would like, in a, in a, in a, in a space movie, Zach would shove Nick out the airlock after they had already caught the alien. 
Oh yeah, he's he's the person in like the '90s horror movie that like locks the girls in the basement with the murderer, like after they had seen the murder, and he's like, <laughs> "No way, that's just an urban legend." <laughs> Stay down there, nerds. <laughs> this is a party, and then they get murdered. Yeah. And he high fives yeah. Aaron, his his chubby lackey, who's wearing like a striped it's... polo shirt and really baggy shorts. <laughs> it's it's like like uh yeah, like like there's a zombie coming and Nick is clearly able to get past the door and yeah. Zach's like, Nope, shuts it and just turns <laughs> Aaron It's the best way. Yeah. This just listen, this is the only way. This is the way we gotta do it. They're all He's running. Already dead. Zach is just like, "Hey, Nick, look!" And he just and Nick looks over, and Zach just trips him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, okay. Aaron, it's just you and me, buddy. Shh, don't listen. Don't listen to him. Don't. Li- He's already dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, go ahead and go through that door first. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure it's safe. Meanwhile, like on the windows, it says, don't come in dead in here. Yeah. Dead in here. I like that. Don't come in here. Dead in here. We're we're dead. Don't come by. We're dead. Don't dead open inside. Don't. (laughs) Hang on. No, just hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Stay clutch. So meanwhile, uh, they do split up. Zach sits on the ground. Pulls out the newest hotness. The thermosound. so dumb, but looks cute. It looks like it looks like Wally. We we had two different ideas of what it looks like. Oh, what did it look like to you? It looked like one of the mounted like tank turret guns from like the vehicles and aliens. <laughs> okay, fine, but but it also looks like little Wally. Yeah, <laughs> it's looking around. Yeah, it's looking all around with its little thermos sound. <laughs> It, it sends out waves and makes kind of a map of the room and then scans for any disturbance in it. I'm trying to understand what it's creating with its map because it, it it's scanning the room and then it just shows like a bar graph. I think it's supposed to be like a static line up top and then anytime it hits like a something that it detects, like I think it was scanning like the same table leg over and over again. If something's different about what it's already scanned, it does, like, a spike of red. Exactly. And this is the kind of experimentation that I'd like to see on Ghost Adventures, personally. Because he has the Thermosound device, and he also has the Oculus 2 electric boogaloo set up, and it starts chattering for him. Oh. He gets... Digging. Grass. Mandy. Dude. Dude, straight up, like... He's like, he's like, oh, you dug in the grass. And I was like, nah, man, that's a fucking dead hippie who's just talking about how much he loves weed. Yo, are you digging this grass, bro? Mandy, are you digging this grass? Yo. Bro, I swear to God, I'm so high. I swear there's like some spiky haired dude talking to me right now. I don't even know what the fuck is going on. He must be some sort of general. He's got like stripes on his arms. And he's got like a little robot that keeps scanning me. Bro, what's in this weed? I'm digging this grass, Mandy. There's this part where where when he's trying to choose where to put the... The spooky speaking smell. He's like, 
uh, I put it in the center of the room because there's a circle thing that just looks magical. Yep. It's fireplace. Which is magic, because fire, obviously. It, it, it just looks kind of magical, so it is definitely a paranormal hotspot. <laughs> yeah, it's a paranormal hotspot. But listen, it gets the the essence of the former hippies. And they also get Rose Vase, which is, you know, he's trying to look around the room for a vase with a rose in it. But maybe that was just the name of the strain that Mandy was selling to these hippies. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's where they keep the weed. Is under the rose in the vase, bro. Yeah, the hippie is just like, Mandy, we need more. Rose vase. Rose vase. Hook a brother up, bro. We just captured a class A EVP of a male voice saying, what up? And meanwhile, Nick gets an unexplained voice that's likely squeaking hinges, but he is still the whole time. He's like, bro, I'm so amped. I'm so amped. I'm so amped. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I, I, I gotta say. The voice he picks up, I will admit, is fucking scary. It's a, it's an OMG from me. Even if it is hinges, it's pretty fucking scary. Is there someone spiritual around me? That scared the out of me and I still have to button my fly up. Unsurprisingly, Aaron is trying to talk to the spirits and being like, Hey, how are the parties? Were they fucking great? <laughs> Yo, are these parties lit or what? He gets an EVP that says, I want you to pray. <laughs> it's a fucking monk, baby. <laughs> I think the only reason that they get any evidence is because it's Christian monks trying to beckon one of their lost flock back to the herd. <laughs> Yeah, the place is not a party zone. The only ghosts in there are like a couple of monks who are just like, just pray. Well, that's that's why they have they're trapped to the mortal realm. still. they still have unfinished business because they never were very good at converting people to Christianity when Bandini was throwing fucking ragers every goddamn weekend. <laughs> fucking ragers. Am I right? <laughs> fucking Sander, bud. Every Sunday. What? You want to go to church? Fuck that. Get some Molson and some poutine and go down to Bandini's and throw back a couple with your bros, bud. Who Who's going to go to church when the party's going from fucking Friday to Monday? Yeah, there's just two monks that are just sitting in the church, just like <laughs> ringing the bell. It's like, God, God dang it. God, <laughs> God damn it. God, God love it. Golly sakes. And they're just like looking, they just peek out the blinds and just like bandinis. It's just like, <laughs> there's, there's a, a woman in period dress just throwing tequila on her face. <laughs> 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 Oh, fuck. Well, speaking of Bandini's place, part two, the Cosmopolitan Hotel. And if Miguel's drip wasn't on point before, oh, Oh. it's so smooth. Dude, he knows how good he looks, too, and he's stoked on it. He's like... (laughs) Dude, good on him, man. He fucking... I love Miguel. Honestly, he's my favorite in this episode. Oh, yeah. And then also... (laughs) Miguel's got some shadiness because... Because Zach's like, uh, so Miguel, we asked you to find us some pretty girls <laughs> in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got you, buddy. Yeah. yeah I'm the innkeeper, bud. Uh, this is old San Diego, buddy. 
I don't think you know where you are. And, you know, meanwhile, he's just like at the, the casting staff meeting earlier that day. <laughs> just please. No, listen, we're going to be. No, it has to be at night. It has to be in the middle of the night. I'm sorry. No, it, we just need three volunteers, free volunteers, overtime and dinner paid. You get dinner. No, 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 no. You don't have to take any of the clothes off. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this, you, you just dance. It's not even sexy dancing. You just you just kind of stop around in a circle. That's it. That's it. And then when he tells you to stop, you fucking stop. You don't even breathe. Auto. You blew it! At least they did one thing. To pump up this party. Pump up the, yeah. Fucking 6 EM pump vortexes all on the bar. Hell yeah. They are filling this place. They are fucking blowing their load to make this ghost party pop. It's unfortunate that it's at such a not haunted location that they're bringing so much of this technology to bear. Uh, yeah, and no fog and lasers. What a load of shit. This is the perfect time for fog and lasers. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bandini would have fucking loved some fog and lasers and Skrillex. He would have fucking shit. If if this was like a Doctor Who-esque universe where we could take <laughs> people from the past and bring them to the future, there's, there's a very famous scene in Doctor Who where they bring Van Gogh, who was not appreciated in his time to an art gallery displaying his work and how having like all these high-end critics describing what a master he was and the actor playing Van Gogh breaks down. That's how Bandini would feel if we brought him (laughs) to like a fucking rave festival. Yeah, if he got to feel the bass that we have now. He would just get up on stage and just hold up his hand just like, one moment, I must begin the dance. (gasps) Dude, fucking... One key bump of ketamine, <laughs> and that man would transcend. <laughs> I think, you know, if there's one person that could bring this country together, it is the reincarnated spirit of Bandini. Bandini party god. <laughs> Just a big party bus going across the country. Yeah, dude. Fucking him and DJ Khaled get together start a fucking, fucking party bus. No, DJ Khaled can't party. He doesn't eat pussy, so he's a war- oh, he's he's God, a fucking dude, DJ Khaled is such a piece of shit. Fucking hate him so much. <laughs> there are much better people to start the party rather than some fat loser who can't eat pussy who just says his name on tracks. Damn. Whoa. <laughs> That's what's up. Damn. Zach starts the party and these girls dance with the vim and vinegar of of women in a advertisement for pads. Oh god, and they are just sober. And it's the middle of the fucking night, and they're in period <laughs> garb, and the only music they get is one little old man with a guitar. Yeah, the soundtrack at this moment is definitely uh, Things to Go Mad To. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, it's so loud. Please go away, let me sleep for the love of God! Oh, and I do... Hmm. Yeah, you gotta take another shot. I know. Because <laughs> Nick and Miguel are playing cards and smoking know. cigars. Five out of eight witches and warlocks. And oh. here we go. Slurpy slurp. Ew, slurp. <laughs> Murphy slurpy. Slurp, slurp. I'm going to slurp it. Don't nerf that slurp. <laughs> oh, I can't nerf that slurp. <laughs> wow. 
Oh, oh, my mouth just got so wet. Stop it, Miguel! Stop it! This is the kind of stuff I live for, for Ghost Adventures. Because, like, they're going big. This is a full swing. They have all of their technology to bear. Technology. Their technology. <laughs> they got women. They got guitars. They got cigarettes. Six EM pumps on the bar, baby! And you know what they get for it, Eric? An unexplained light source. And... A cat in heat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Disappointed! They send everybody away. The, the actresses get their hopefully overtime pay and taco truck food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Christ. And the boys split up again. Nick goes to room 11, which is Isadora Bandini's room. Aaron goes to room two. And Zach goes to room four and five, which is uh, mostly involving the little girl creepy haunted carve bed, which the original owners wanted to get rid of. Completely understandable. Yeah. Nick gets a loud bang in Isadora's room and the EMF detector keeps going up, up, up to point five. Oh. EMF. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it, Joel. I love how drunk you are. <laughs> He gives the EVP that says, He's pray an EMF. It only detects women's vaginas. Is there a lady here with us that does not like guys? Aaron does get a scary voice. Again, completely hear it in episode. There's no just cutting to the tape, whisper noise or whatever. Yeah. I would have grouper mouthed as well. Very OMG. I'm surprised we didn't hear a loud bang of that, that Hulk and zucchini just slipping out of him after that. <laughs> Thud. Does this room kind of similarly look like the room you used to be in? You used to be in? Zach gets basically nothing trying to lure this little girl, but he does get a whispered voice. That says, Bandon. Which he's like, maybe he was trying to say Bandini? You would have heard it say Bandini if he hadn't talked over it like every woman ever. Unfortunate. <laughs> and I think the most unfortunate part of this episode probably comes right at the end, courtesy of Nick. Love this hotel. Cosmopolitan Hotel is awesome. Great drinks. Good company. Come spend the night in a haunted hotel. It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. Officially establishing this is the season of bullshit. Just a full fucking advertisement at the end. He looks off camera and he's like, Miguel, was that a good take? Do we get our extra bonus now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was that fun? Can we actually have our shots now? Can you please bring the girls back? And then Volvia... It's just scuttling on the ceiling. Just like, no. We did pick up a full body apparition <laughs> forming behind Nick and snapping his neck. <laughs> Fucking Nick asks uh, Miguel to bring the girls back and he just like looks scared. He's just like, no, no, they're, they're gone. <laughs> we could have drinks. Miguel, what do you see? <laughs> what are you looking at, Miguel? Nothing. Nothing, senor, nothing. <laughs> Sweat beating down his face. <laughs> Two red eyes looming yeah. behind Nick. 
Volvia is just like slowly like raking her own fingernails across her throat, making like little blood droplets come down. Somehow our lore has gone from being that that fucking I can't even remember his name. Uh boner powered mud mud man. <laughs> boner powered Richard Sennett. <laughs> Richard Sennett. Richard Sennett used to be the most powerful being following these boys, but slowly it's become Volvia, <laughs> and I'm here for it. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out! I'm out. I'm out. Good idea. Great idea. And listens, Eric. Listen to you. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen, how was this episode for you? Did you like This was a fun episode. The episode started really um, difficult. I I gritted my teeth in cringe so hard at the beginning that I was like so concerned for this episode. You're gonna pop a molar because you're fucking clenching your teeth so fuck, hard, man. I'm gonna shatter a tooth. <laughs> really, really not a haunted location. No. And hey, no skits. Unless you consider the whole first portion is basically a skit. The whole episode was a skit. <laughs> Listen, this episode, it's on the mountain for me. I love it. This is this is the sweet spot. This is fucking moronic, fucking fun. Zach gets cucked. Zach gets made fun of. Aaron is a little dog. Billy pulled his weight in this episode, but was not seen, which is the way we like it. That... Listen, Billy as an editor adds an insanity to this series that I love. Billy as a, yeah. a person on the show is something that I would rather die than watch. <laughs> oh, Christ. Well, speaking of, of the dark side of things. Mm, the dark side of history. We're rewriting it. We are rewriting it because we are going to challenge Zach Bagans to come fight us in the dark. <laughs> come here, Zach. Come on. This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. We learned something very important in this episode. We've learned that hauntings can be caused by parties. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The better the party, the more intense the party, the longer the parties continue, mm -hmm. the more likely you're going to get a residual haunting of a party. Damn straight. What place has had consistently the most intense parties on earth hmm i don't know black rock desert burning oh, man baby shit. <laughs> and uh you know what burning man's happening right now and i'm not there and so my challenge to zach we're not going to burning man no no we're going to where burning man takes place because mm. we're there to pick up the residual haunting of Burning Man. <laughs> but here's what Zach doesn't know. That the desert is a very difficult spot to inhabit. And Black Rock Desert is an ancient lake bed. Oh, shit. And I'm going to take him out there 
And the one time we're going to definitely pick up ghosts. The coldest. The wettest. I'm taking Zach to the desert during the winter. Mm. When the Black Rock Desert floods. So not only do we have residual... Tweet fucking tripped out party ghost spirits happening. Not only that, we are going to be slogging through a solid maybe foot of water deep in the desert. But our trigger objects are just drugs, baby. (laughs) We're going to be high as shit and cold as fuck. Yes, I may die for this challenge. But, but Zach will also perish. But don't worry, Eric, because I have a little addition to this. Okay. To increase the stakes for Zach and also to provide us a little creature comfort out there in the desert. You, As you said, the high emotional energy of a location can trap residual hauntings. And we know that objects when moved, can maintain their haunted state. Oh, oh no! You're bringing a haunted object? Oh, I'm bringing a whole haunted set, baby boy, because <laughs> this be- this episode put in mind something very special to me because of Zach's need for women's attention. <laughs> I yeah. want to capture the residual emotional energy of a famous Telemundo telenovela, a Spanish soap opera. I want to Bernie Man style rebuild the set <gasps> of this oh. soap opera in the desert. And we throw a party, Bandini style, and we get we get Zach to make the error as he did with <laughs> Elena. To try and jokingly ask for marriage. Because as Aaron said, it's on camera, it's real. So Zach gets on his knees. He asks for a woman's hand in marriage. And then the spirit of telenovela takes over. And in with a musical sting to the party, the door busts open. And it's the Generalissimo. It's Nick Groff. He has an eye patch. And he's wearing... Medals and a general's outfit. Big mustache. Oh, the biggest mustache. A mustache that's that goes out beyond his ears. It, it curls all the way up and almost to the point where it looks like horns because he's so demonically evil. <laughs> all this in the flooded Black Rock Desert at night? Oh, yes. In winter? <laughs> Nick Roth. He still has Volvia with him, but just like the villain in a telenovela, Nick Groff cares not for her feelings because if Zack has this woman, then Nick must have her too. And they have to battle it out in a drinking contest. Hey, you know what? Zack is already on multiple hits of acid, (laughs) a whole baggie of ketamine, and like several press pills of Molly at this point because these are all trigger objects for the burn if there is one thing that's going to make a haunted telenovela set come alive it is the (laughs) heightened emotions that will come with heavy drug use in a this is the this is a wet haunting it is a party haunting it is a 
it, there is so much there is like musical stings every time somebody does something zach just can't help to take towards a camera and start monologuing <laughs> if i do this will i die for the woman i love i must confer with my best friend billy he reaches for billy and then aaron with an even bigger mustache but is droopier looks oh. dejected in the corner <laughs> and he begins to load a pistol <laughs> slowly but surely and he cocks it as roses fall from around him <laughs> meanwhile i'm outside lasers and fog absolutely <laughs> fulfilling my wish lasers and fog a plenty yeah <laughs> lots of bass lots of fog spraying that shit as a telenovela is happening around you with the music, you're having your own <laughs> Eric Hoofnagel music video experience. I am t- I am canoeing around this set, yeah. spreading fog and lasers. I have brought fucking Bandini back just to DJ. <laughs> and that as as the music swells, as the party is going, Aaron <laughs> rejected, rejected by Zach Bagans takes his shot. But Jay leaps in front of the bullet and dies. <laughs> and Billy is like, eh, nah, my best friend. And you know what? Oh, no. Billy's a DJ. I'm losing the plot about this. <laughs> I'm a little bit all over the place. You know what, Joel? You, you have lost the plot just like a fucking telenovela. <laughs> <laughs> this has gotten so complex and insane. Oh, no. You know what we've accidentally done? With this much portal to the other side, we've essentially created an eternal fey dance. <laughs> because the spiritual energy has taken over these people that they are now just trapped in a telenovela. And Burning Man comes the next year, and people are like, wow, they got set up early. What is this art piece of, is that Zach Bagans? playing a constant telenovela he won't stop dancing is that is that billy he's pregnant what is this (laughs) and meanwhile they're just like withering away slowly but surely and by the next time Burning man rolls around they're just skeletons so much death in the desert dancing skeletons (laughs) spooky scary skeletons (laughs) 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 and then and then some exec from disneyland swoops them up and puts them in a fucking uh, attraction and and we've gone from burning man to telenovela to zach is now a permanent dancing skeleton at disneyland yep that's about right (laughs) (laughs) oh that is the stupidest shit we've ever said in our lives yep holy god the stupidest shit We've ever said our lives so far. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't underestimate. Is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. Which is Warlocks. Thank you so much for joining. I'm sorry about this episode. I did it. It's my fault. <laughs> you, you, you got as drunk as you said you would. Yeah. And it's and it's falling apart before our very ears. I'm sorry. And that's fine. That's great. So am I. Joel, tell me what is next. 
for well, us in this stupid ass podcast. The next one is the site of one of America's most famous haunts. It is the Lizzie Borden House. Oh, fuck. Hacking, whacking, <laughs> chopping that meat. <laughs> fuck yeah, man. I'm here for it. And I, listen, maybe Witches and Warlocks, this could be our second true crime episode. Come solve me in the crime. This could be. <gasps> Witches and Warlocks, come join us next time for the second <laughs> installation of Come Solve Me in the Crime. <laughs> Lizzie Borden. Eric, hey, I, love I, love, I love you, buddy. <laughs> I am going to piss like a racehorse. All right. All right, all you Witches and Warlocks, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, and Twitter at CFMITD. You can also join us on Patreon at CFMITD for exclusive content like our continued Paranormal Challenge series, Come Fight Me in the Dark After Dark for all the content that's too hot for the pod, and other exciting new content we come up with. Send us an email at comefightmeinthedark at gmail.com, and don't forget to check out our brand new website at comefightmeinthedark.com. Dot com for all the art, news, and merch we have. We love you all and have a good night. Bye.